What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Cheap Seats Podcast. I'm Dalton, here with co-host Adam. So we're going to talk about Wild Card Weekend, you know, crazy week in the NFL. Uh, just, just want to tell all the listeners the Dallas Cowboys lost, and that's all I really care about because I am a Browns, <laughs> I am a Browns fan. You know, we lost. Adam's an Eagles fan. They lost, um, but the Cowboys lost. And, you know, I remember last week when I predicted it, a lot of people who listened were probably like, man, he's just doing like, I legitimately thought they were going to lose, man. And I know that – and I'll say this real quick, Adam. I do think the Cowboys were better. They're, they're, all year long they were better. But it's the Cowboys in the playoffs, man, and I just can't – It's a combination know. of Dak and Mike McCarthy. Yeah, and until it's proven that they they figure out how to win in the playoffs, I can't choose them. So, you know, another, another thing that went into that was, you know, Jordan Love was hitting – you know, riding a hot streak at the end of the season. He actually ended up having a good season, man. You know, 4,100 yards, 32 touchdowns, 11 picks. That's not bad for your first season. I don't want to call it a rookie season because obviously he's not a rookie. But, you know, it, that was his first rookie season in the NFL. So, you know, they were hot. They they were playing well. So, uh, along with that, too, you know, we got, you know, Gerard Mayo's now been hired as the you know, Patriots head coach, kind of like was in a contract, basically, that when Belichick was done, he was a coach. So, got some, you know, stuff to talk about. But, I mean, I think I just, just first kind of just go right into um, – you know, the Cowboys, man, just your, your thoughts. Because that's the big thing so far in the NFL. Yeah, they decided to keep Mike McCarthy, which to me is mind-boggling. Like, people are sitting here saying he's won, he won 36 games in three years. But the thing is, the thing is, if you lose when it matters every time, then a change needs to be made, especially when you have the roster that the Dallas Cowboys have, right? Like, they have a $40-plus million quarterback. They have a true wide receiver one in C.D. Lamb. Tony Pollard was supposed to take that step. The offensive line is not bad. They had one of the best defenses in football all year. They had a kicker that was perfect all season. Like, there was no reason for this team to get molly the way they did against the Packers. And the only thing you can blame it on is, one, Dak Prescott for turnovers, and two, Mike McCarthy for the horrible game plan. The, the guys just didn't look motivated. And this, Mike McCarthy, listen, has had the luxury of coaching this great Cowboys defense. He's had the luxury of coaching the great Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Okay. And he has one ring to show for it. Yeah. That's it. That's it. To me, this team is ready to go and they could benefit from a guy like um like Belichick. They could probably benefit from a guy like Harboss might come in and motivate the team and actually get the most out of him because I think this team has hit its ceiling with Mike McCarthy. And the longer he's there, the longer you're just prolonging and probably wasting this team's prime. It's I agree and disagree. I agree that hey, they're not gonna win with McCarthy. What I disagree is if you get rid of him, Dak's got to go too. Just because, like, I'm sorry, it's not really a disagree because you mentioned that. Like, it's one Dak and two Mike McCarthy. You know what I mean? So I agree, Mike McCarthy. But my problem is that I think if you bring in anybody else, I just, I just think that I think the ultimate problem is Jerry Jones is the number one problem. I think he's um probably you know if you're a Cowboys fan, you think oh we got Jerry Jones, this great owner who got a lot of money, but. As a football fan and what we've seen, he's been terrible, man. And the, and, the, and when I've watched football, he's been terrible. I've seen something like the Houston Texans have more playoff wins since 1995 than the Dallas Cowboys. And they weren't even a franchise till like 2002. Right. So when we go back and we, and we when you know, that crazy stat gets out there, well, Dak wasn't there. Mark McCarthy wasn't there, but who was? Jerry Jones. So I agree with you. You know, the problem is, I mean, I think Mark McCarthy's won some games and, and they've, they've been well and they've competed, but. I don't know. I think Dak's the problem. I think there's a lot of problems there. So I'm not mad if they would have let go of Mike McCarthy, but I think if they did, they just needed to restart. If that, you know what I mean? Like I think that if you just get like get rid of the coach, but also just get rid of everybody and just restart, man. Because you know Jason Garrett was the problem. 
Mike McCarthy was the problem. I think the ultimate problem is just Dak Prescott and Jerry Jones, man. So I, I disagree. I don't think you can get rid of Dak. And the reason being, this team is literally right there. You know, I mean, and, they and, are for and, sure. And this defense is ready, right? So if you get a new quarterback, then again, you're wasting this team's, you know, their opportunity. You're you're wasting its window. So you have to get a, a coach that can get the most out of his quarterback. Like like Matthew Stafford, right? I I know I'm going off topic here, but Matthew Stafford never won, right? Had a, was great. He finally got him a coach that that could get him over the hump, and they won. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like. Drew Brees took years to get it, and Sean Payton helped him get it. Yeah. Uh, I just think you need to find a coach that can get the most out of Dak, and Mike McCarthy is just not that guy. Yeah, and that's what and that's what sucks is because like even with Jason Garrett, he just didn't. You know what I mean? So I, I just start to wonder. I mean, and I don't I don't mind Dak. I think he's a top ten quarterback, but I just wonder if he's ever going to be able to get it done. You know, like the interceptions in the game, like the pick six. That's not a coach's fault. That's just Dak Prescott crumbling in the playoffs, man. So I think they have a lot going on. Definitely shouldn't have lost. I'm glad I predicted that game right because now the Dallas Cowboys aren't in the playoffs anymore. So um, that's a good thing. Now, you mentioned Matthew Stafford. Went home to Detroit, got booed. Uh, so I I, I kind of want to know what you think about that. And then, uh, you know, the Lions won 24-23. Good game. Uh, that was one of those games, man, where I predicted the Rams, you know, damn, four or five weeks ago. But I'm not mad the Lions lost because we kind of been cheering for the Lions all year. It was The Rams were hot, man. It would have been a cool story. But – you know, I did see where he was booed. Just, just kind of your thoughts of that game, the way they, the fans reacted. Yeah, the fact that he got booed is kind of BS, I think. I agree. Dude, the man put up so much when he was in uh, Detroit battling through injuries. Literally his rookie season threw a touchdown like a separated shoulder. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like like just a tough guy. He gave, it, he gave that organization everything he had. They just weren't able to build anything around them. He finally got the opportunity to leave. And let's not forget that he, what, that he didn't just leave him for the agency. They got a ton for him. Right. Jerry off multiple first round picks, you know, like, like they got a ton for him. So the fact that he got boots kind of BS in my opinion, but it was nice to see Detroit actually get a playoff victory. And Dan Campbell's been fantastic. For sure. He's been absolutely fantastic. You would think that he's won multiple playoff games as a coach. So like <laughs> the, the play calling, the execution, everything was good. He never, he never looked like the, the lights were too bright for him. Everything looked good. And then I don't know if you've seen this. This is kind of topic too, but did you see so that hit that Kirby uh Joseph hit on um Tyler Higby? Yeah. And then Matthew Stafford called him a dirty player. Yeah. Did you see that? Yeah, I did. So did you see Dan Campbell kind of like talk about it in the press conference? Yeah, he, like you said, like he kind of teaches his players to like to just play. hit. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah like and it, it wasn't a dirty hit. Yeah. I agree. I don't think it was a dirty hit. It was just it was unfortunate. Right. And it's unfortunate for Kirby Joseph that in the last three games he's tore two players ACLs. Mm-hmm. Right. That's unfortunate, but you can't get mad at Kirby Joseph for sticking his head in and making a play. But yeah. the way Dan, but my point about this was Dan Campbell just took his side. Like he he, he was a true he was a true leader. He was like, look, if, if that's a dirty hit, that's on me too, because I I'm teaching my guys to just get out there and hit. Yeah. You know? So, but that, but Dan Campbell's taken this very well. He's handled it very well. Most of the time, you see coaches crumble under pressure, like Mike Mike McCarthy, for example. So, it, it's nice to see the Lions winning. It's nice to see the offense, you know, hitting its stride. Seeing the defense actually show up against the Rams' offense that have been on fire. They they kind of shut down Kieran Williams. This team looks like they're ready for uh, to make some noise. Now, I feel bad for Tampa Bay this week. So, so just to 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 kind of talk about the Stafford thing before. I give you know a little update on the game is I seen something like afterwards you know it's not that he expected them to roll out a red carpet and let him run out for a playoff game like obviously they're not gonna do that 
But to boo the man, he never got help, ever, okay, never. So I did see something, and it was like, you know, they asked him, like, how do you feel, you know, what's your feelings towards them winning? And he's like, I'm happy for the players, you know, because, like, that's who he's happy for. Like, what what do they expect him to say? Yeah, the fans booed me, and I'm happy for the city. Like, that was the guy that filled the stands every year when they sucked. And, I, you know, this is the thing. So I think this is kind of funny. The Lions are the only team in the Super Bowl era to not reach the Super Bowl. Matthew Stafford has more Super because that's what somebody said. They were like, somebody said it to him in the press conference. They said, Jared Goff has more playoff wins than you. He As a Detroit Lion, he said, and I have more Super Bowls than the Detroit Lions franchise. So, like, what, like, okay, like, that's irrelevant. You know what I mean? He's like, that's irrelevant, man. Like, but, but I don't know. I, I hope he gets the chance to go back and the fans can appreciate for what he done. You know what I mean? Because he, he done a lot for that, for that organization, man. And I don't know. I agree with you, though. The Lions are, they're hot right now. I, I feel bad for the Bucks, too. I like Baker, uh, but, they're just going to a tough environment. Detroit, Detroit's ready, man. Um, and Detroit's the only team left in the NFC that could dethrone the 49ers. Yeah. The, sure. This week's playoff games went perfect for the 49ers, right? Yeah, the Eagles are gone. Cowboys are gone. Literally, their two biggest threats. And now you got the uh, the Lions left, who their defense has somewhat struggled. So I think the offense could do okay against the against 49ers. It's the defense that we're hoping can step up. And they, they look pretty good. They're the, right. they're the only hope to stop the, the NFC from going through San Francisco. Yeah, because right now it looks like the Niners will, and many people expect that. But the Lions, it, it, it comes down to defense. Because if the Niners score 42 points, they're going to win. It's, it is what it is. So you talked about Baker, and we talked about the Eagles. So, you know, Baker got to win. I just I just want people to know I'm almost 25 years old and Baker Mayfield has more playoff wins than the Cleveland Browns and Baker's the the reason we have one since I've been alive. So all, all those people back then that oh Baker needs to go Baker's the problem Baker this Baker that dude just threw for 337 yards couple tutties I I love it I love like I'm I'm genuinely happy for that I mean you remember like way back in when we did our like preseason shows I was like I wish Baker was our quarterback and I remember some people would comment on our Facebook and say oh you're crazy Baker sucks well hey Baker Mayfield, you know, a Final Four team in the NFC. So, that was cool to see. Um, And then, you know, obviously you're an Eagles fan, man. So, you got Nick Sirianni. It it looks like he's going to still be the coach. I know they said he had to meet with the owner, Adam. So, we we both kind of thought maybe to move on and go to Belichick. But then, you know, it's weird because I I don't know. I don't understand this. So, he lost the locker room. But then when they interview all the guys and all the players, they're all like, well, he's not the problem. We are. And, like, you see Jalen Hurts, like, basically taking up for him, like, I'm here to fix it with him. Like, he's like, we're fixing this. So it, it just makes you wonder, like, are they just saying all the right things or do they really just genuinely want to play for him? It's it's weird, man. So the thing is, they have to take his side. And the reason being, the reason being, if for some reason we decide to bring him back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You, you yeah, can't throw sure. the guy under the bus and have to play for him. Though. Right. I just wish that they could be brutally honest. You know what I mean? Like, I wish – I wish that they could all be honest and the owner would be like, these dudes don't need to play. He's got to go. I don't care who we hire. You know what I mean? Like, so I, but I also, in, in Sirianni's defense, a little bit here, I don't think he was the problem. Right. Right. Like he might have lost the locker room, but I think a lot of it started with the play calling on both sides of the ball, offense and defense. Yeah. Uh, Matt Patricia was awful, which we knew he would be, was awful as defensive coordinator. Brian Johnson. Which we will talk about him later. Brian John, uh, Johnson is terrible. He's a terrible play caller. Everything was screens and just options, right? Like not even like run pass options. Just literally just options. Just run options. We're trying to run the ball up the middle on third and twelve. Mm-hmm. You know, like there was never any anything going. We never took shots down the field, and I think a lot of it just kind of. I, 
I don't even know what it what it was because the offense all season from week one fell off. Mm-hmm. Nothing felt smooth. Nothing felt good. The defense was having to make plays, or you, you know, like the tush push was the only reason we were scoring half our touchdowns. Yeah, like that was really our only successful play we had all season, and Brian Johnson was the cause of that. And I think the bad play calling is Sirianni has to take on the brunt of that, right? Because even though he's not the offensive coordinator, he's the one that brought that kept that brought these guys in. He's the guy that has to have their backs. So I think it just kind of fell on Sirianni. I think if we do keep Sirianni, we will definitely see an offensive coordinator and defensive coordinator changes. I like to see Jim Schwartz come back personally. Yeah, <laughs> but, I bet. I bet. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, uh, but I, I think I think just changing the coordinators and getting like like a Joe Brady or somebody in for the offense, getting something like that could really help this team take off. I think. Yeah, yeah, they definitely need a change, man. The coordinators are bad. Uh, definitely, the offense shouldn't have looked the way that it did, uh, considering all the talent. Top two, three offense line. If you don't think they're the best offensive line, I do. So yeah, they're up there. Got a, got a quarterback that you know everyone thought was a top five quarterback. I'm not saying he's not, but. Towards the end of the season, it was like he wasn't a top ten quarterback. And how does that just randomly happen, man? So I agree, they got things going on. Got got to fix the coordinators, man. And I don't know. I just, I'm I'm curious to see what happens if Sirianni is the coach or not. I think they're gonna keep him. I think I think he'll get one more shot. But I don't I don't know. I mean, yeah, it's definitely the the Eagles are definitely the biggest mystery of the entire offseason and across the NFL. Yeah, because they started ten and one, and now they might fire their coach. Like you don't know what they're going to do in free agency. You don't know who the head coach is going to be. I've seen, I have literally seen people calling for Jalen Hurts to be gone. Yeah, I know. Which, which I think is the least likely of everything to happen. Mm-hmm. But, uh, like, yeah, like you have no idea where they're going to draft time. Like, there is nothing known about this team. Yeah, I, I agree, man, for sure. So, so with that, you know, we kind of got uh, before we go to the AFC, uh, we've got. Might as well just touch the matchups. We just basically told you guys who won every game in the wild card. So in the divisional round, uh, we've got the Niners and uh, against the Packers. They're like nine and a half, ten point favorites. And then you know it's the Lions and the Bucks. The Lions are six point favorites. So I guess just kind of kind of your prediction for both games. Uh, I'm assuming we're both going to take the Niners over the Packers. You know the the love luck runs out here is my prediction. I think the Niners win. Now it, it is a nine and a half, ten nine and a half, ten point you know favorite. Personally, I think the Niners are going to cover. I think that what the Packers done last week is – I just have a feeling we're going to get the complete opposite. Like, they they played their best possible game last week. You get what I'm saying? It's hard to repeat that, man, especially against a team that's even better than the team you played the week before. Well, and you know Shanahan's going to have this team ready. You know, as since uh, Shanahan's been there, they've been to – was it one Super Bowl or two Super Bowls? They've been to the conference championship mul- multiple times. Yeah, yeah. He, he's, he wins playoff games. That's what he is. He's the opposite of what Mike McCarthy is. Brock yeah. Purdy's been the definition of consistency since he came in, something Dak Prescott isn't, yeah. right? They have a great running game, something Dallas has lacked all season for some reason. Like, this San Francisco team, everything that's wrong with the Cowboys is correct with the Niners. Yeah. So I think that the Niners will – absolutely just steamroll the Packers. And it's nothing against the Packers. You're not supposed to be here. Right. Yeah, you're not. Exactly. You're not. You know, I, so it's nothing against them. They, they've had a great season. You know, come next season, if Jordan Love can just repeat this performance, the Packers will be scary for years to come. They just get them some new running backs because the running backs he has right now is not explosive and get them some great receivers, right? Like they already got the rookie tight end. Like they have literally everything building up. It's just they're overperforming. I think Matt McFloor – Definitely deserves a big um, – what's the word I'm looking for? He he deserves a lot of the credit. Right, yeah. I, sure. I think he could possibly be in the coach of the year running. 
I mean, he probably. I mean, he's got to be for sure because nobody expected the Packers to even uh, go five hundred, more or less, win a playoff game. I didn't think they go five and twelve. Right, that's what I'm saying. So you know, hats off to that team. Your your road ends here, but but it's okay because uh, probably almost every team in the NFL's road ends here if they play the 49ers. So it's 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 okay. You know what I mean? Like it's expected. So the other game, we got the Lions and the Bucks. Uh, I I want Baker to win. I don't think they win. I think the Lions win. They're like six point favorites. I think they'll probably cover a touchdown at home. I could see the you know I could see Baker and them coming out with a lot of momentum early, but but the I just think the Lions are just too good, man. And and. And at home, I don't know. Detroit's just ready, man. You know what I mean? They're just, they're just, they're just ready for it. So I, I like Detroit at home. Yeah, I do too. I, I actually like them by a good bit. This uh, Buccaneers offense struggled the last what three weeks before they ran into the Eagles. I, I think they went like seven straight quarters without scoring a touchdown. Something, something yeah. kind of crazy. And the thing is, the Eagles' defense has been atrocious since Mike or since Matt Patricia took over. And they just shredded them. In the first quarter, they had like 90-some yards after catch. Mm-hmm. Right? The linebackers are terrible in coverage. There was no secondary. Like, literally, it was it was a pathetic effort. And that's why the Buccaneers got to that hot start and has never slowed down is because the, the Eagles' defense was that bad. The Lions' off or the Lions defense is a lot better than that. And the Lions' offense is more explosive. So, you're going to have to score more points against a better defense. So, I, I don't think that's going to happen. I think both games in the NFC is this uh, this upcoming week is going to be very not fun to watch. Yeah, I understand. I can see it. I, and I can see it happening uh, in, in both games for sure. But the Bucs aren't supposed to be here. The Packers aren't supposed to be here. And it, it's kind of what you get, man. But, ha- you know, hats off for A couple me. Cinderella's. Yeah, for sure. You know, hats off for making it. Um, it'll be crazy next week if we're talking about a Bucks Packers NFC Championship game. That would be absolutely insane, man. So, so kind of, kind of going to the AFC. I mean, the Browns, Texans, kind of just start there. Uh, four, four, five seed game. I, you know, I we when we talked, I picked the Browns. I'm a Browns fan. You picked the Texans. I said, listen, I wouldn't be surprised if the Texans win, but I, I didn't expect it to be the way that it was. You know, the the pick sixes don't help on back to back possessions. You know. You go from a ten point game to a twenty four point game on on two passes. So I'm not you know not bad mouthing Joe Flacco because you know thank, thanks for coming in and you know going four and one in the last five regular season games and you know kind of being the catalyst to get us to the playoffs. But going from a ten point game to a twenty four point game in a matter of two passes is rough, you know. So and then, and then you got CJ Stroud, man, still balling, uh, still still doing what he's doing. So you know, he's I mean he's just having a crazy year, man, and and it just speaks to how good that he is. I mean I don't. You know, you, we'll give you guys a quarterback ranking, you know, going into the 24th season. But, I mean, I, you couldn't tell me that C.J. Stroud's not a top-five quarterback. Man, my God, you, you you can't change my mind that he's not. Yeah, and as good as this Browns defense has been all season, to see them just get absolutely shredded like that by a rookie quarterback is kind of impressive. Yeah. But I'm, I'm sure you know, and listen, I'm a guy that likes to keep my receipts. I told you guys week 18 against the Colts, winner goes – you know, winner's in the playoffs, loser goes home. Dalton made the comment that he thought the, the lights were going to be too bright for CJ. And I, t- I told him there's no such things for CJ. And I pointed out what he did against Georgia. And I've, I've kind of rode that, you know, that bus all the way through because not only did he destroy the Colts, like I said he would, he also moved on to the playoffs and then destroyed Cleveland, which I ain't gonna lie, I didn't see him going 16 of 21. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, man. He yeah, I didn't see him going 16 of 21, but I, I am a guy that likes to keep my receipts, and I'm going to keep this one right here too. Keep this in mind, right? The Texans are winning this week against the Ravens. I'm confident. 
the the Ravens secondary is it's 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 pretty good, right? Marlon Humphrey, Kyle Hamilton, like they have some good pieces back there. But the thing is with this Ravens defense, they like to hone in, right? Like they they went the line of scrimmage, they shut down the run game, and they they get at the quarterback so fast with Clowney and Matabuki, and you know, like there's so much going on up, you know, up front. I think the Texans can slow down that pass rush because Devin Singletary, I, if you would have told me weeks ago that Devin Singletary would be the starting running back, not not starting, the only running back on this team. Yeah. yeah. And would it would be thriving because, dude, like he had a couple runs against the Browns. Like where the hell was this at in Buffalo? Right, balling. Absolutely balling. So they could run the like they could run the ball, and then CJ Stroud can has a guy named Nico Collins who can get loose down the field. And he's a big he's just a playmaker. And this Ravens defense, I think this is going to be their toughest test of the season, and I'm kind of worried about the Ravens offense keeping up with the Texans offense. I think the defense for the Ravens is going to crumble the same way the Browns did. Yeah, man, it's crazy because, I mean, you you know, the thing is, is like I said, I mean, Stroud's just been balling. Uh, he's putting up big numbers, having big game after game after game. So, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's tough because I don't know. I mean, I, I don't – I think the Ravens win because the Ravens have been the best team they have seen all year, but wouldn't be surprised if if the Texans win. So and look, another thing to take into consideration, the Texans are on a hot streak right now. The Ravens are coming off really two by week because, yeah, sure. because they didn't play week 18. The starters didn't. So you're going to be shaking off the rust while the Texans are going to come in hot. If the Ravens are going to win this game, it's going to be because of a dominant second half because the, they're going to get ran in the first half. And I'm look, I'm calling it now. If you like to put in bets, put it in. John Mechie is going for a touchdown this week. I know a lot of people don't know who he is, right, because they had Tank Dell early in the season. They've been kind of Noah Brown's had his games going off. They still have Robert Woods. But Mechie uh, was a rookie last year from Alabama, missed pretty much all season, you know, with a leg injury. He's back. He's he looks good. He had just had three catches, 44 yards against the Browns. Look out for a touchdown this week for Mechie. Probably make some money off that if you bet it too. So r- real quick, so uh, you know, every this is not kind of off the side, but every so I'm, I'm gonna give Andrew a shout out. Andrew's our ho- or our uh, producer uh for for our show. So basically you guys never see him, never hear from him because he produces the show. But he's a Ravens fan. So so Andrew, uh w- when you watch this, uh whenever you edit this and, and you put it out to our listeners. I'm picking the Ravens because you are a producer, okay? That's why I'm picking the Baltimore Ravens because I'm picking them for you. But I'm picking them for you because they're going to lose next week. And the team they're going to lose to next week, uh, we'll, we'll get into it, is Kansas City. So I, so obviously we'll, we'll, we'll talk about Kansas City, Miami. I kind of just gave you guys my prediction. I think Kansas City is going to beat Buffalo. But we, we don't want skip to the, skip the game. So Kansas City, Miami, uh, honestly, there's, there's not much for me to discuss here. I, Miami lost and Dallas lost. They should they should play this this you know February when the Super Bowl is going on in Vegas. They should put them on like the lower field, the fraud bowl, and they should just play to see who could win. Because literally, that's we we said weeks ago neither team would win a playoff game, and I, we're right. So I, I know that there was you know Miami Dolphin fans that were commenting back on our Facebook mad because we said it weeks ago, but. But hey, man, you know you're sitting at home watching your team play. It is. Dude, what I'm it glad is. you brought that up because I, I don't know if you've seen. I, I definitely kept our receipt, and I went back and commented on that. Did you see that? Yeah, because I mean, this is the thing. It's like I, I don't know, man. Because as, as a fan, okay, like I understand that Cleveland has sucked every year. I'm okay with it. Like I just expect it. You you chose the Eagles to lose this week to the Buccaneers, so don't be mad your team lost when one I said back in August that two is awful. 
And everyone's like, no, yeah, yes, he's terrible. He's he's not a top ten quarterback. If you're the Miami Dolphins, you need to just trade him and get somebody else because Tua drops back and looks for Tyreek Hill every time. And guess what? Like, against against Kansas City, it just didn't happen, man. So I don't know. Like I said, I don't have much for him. Uh, I, I expected Miami to lose. I it didn't matter who Miami was playing this week, man. I would have chose against them. Just I, they're they're not. Yeah, same, uh, same. Oh man, they're just not real. We started saying it week six. Uh, we reiterated it in week fourteen. And we just kind of kept saying it. We said it last week. And listen, there's one thing that you can say about us. Even if you don't like our predictions, even if you don't like the way we go about things, you know, a whole like thing of like, I don't even know how to explain it, right? <laughs> Out of everything, we are consistent. Yeah, sure. You know what I'm saying? We are consistent. We, when we say something, we mean it. If we're wrong, we'll own up to it. Sure. But let's be honest here. How often have we been wrong? Not a lot, man. Not a lot for sure. <laughs> like, I mean, like when, like you know, like when we make game predictions, of course we're wrong. But when we say something and we say it with our chest and we mean it, we we're not wrong. And well, this is something else that we're going to mean right here. The Chiefs are winning this game against Buffalo. Oh yeah, Josh I, I, Allen. Like Josh it. Allen's going to lose this game. Yeah, for sure. And it, listen, it's not just going to be Josh Allen's fault. It's again, we reiterated it. He's asked to do a lot. He's asked to do a ton, and we've almost seen him th- throw the game against Miami week 18. Tried to give the game away. He tried. You know what I'm saying? And we keep saying he's asked to do too much. And if they cannot get this run game going with James Cook, which they're not going to, that he's going to struggle. He's going to struggle. And I promise you the Chiefs will win this week against Buffalo Bills. Yeah, yeah, man. So so I agree, too. Uh, you know, a lot of people um, – <clears throat> it, it's it's funny. Okay, so so – I am a Mahomes fan, and I am a Kelsey fan, and I do just generally want them to win. But I seen something, and it was like it, it was Nick Wright said it, and his, 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 the way he said it was. So we are living in an age where the Bills are eleven and six, won their division, beat the Steelers, and we're like, oh my God, they're having a historic season. Kansas City went eleven and six, beat the Miami Dolphins, and we're like, man, they're two and a half point underdogs in Buffalo, and they should be more. Like, what do you mean, like? You just beat the Pittsburgh Steelers with a backup quarterback, and you're lucky Mason Rudolph threw a pick in the end zone, and they didn't just hand the ball off because then it's a, then it's a one score game, man. So, so I don't know. You know, the narratives are different. Um, I think the media and everybody wants Buffalo to win this game. Everyone wants Josh Allen to win this game, but but I, it's not going to happen. I mean, it's and, and you know one thing, Adam. I'll say this is I can't choose Sean McDermott to be Andy Reid. Like obviously, I do think Patrick Mahomes is better than Josh Allen. We've said that many a times. And, and any listener out there, if you don't think Mahomes is the best quarterback, I, you're wrong. I'm sorry. I mean, it's it's pretty obvious. But I'm I'm picking Andy Reid in this game to to just just game plan a victory uh, over over Sean McDermott. So you know you you got your prediction of Chiefs Texans AFC Championship. I got Chiefs and the Ravens. But regardless, uh, I, uh, Patrick Mahomes is going to send Josh Allen home uh, for the third time in the playoffs, man. So you know it it is what it is. And, and and I'm happy that they're going on the road to, to do it. You know what I mean? Because he's beat him in Arrowhead both times. So I'm glad that this time Josh Allen's going to just have an easy ride home because it's only going to be like a 10-minute drive probably. And it's not going to be a flight home. It's going to be a drive home. But either way, it was a loss. So, uh, <laughs> you know, that is, it, it is what it is. So we we will, you know, discuss Steelers and Bills just, just very quickly. And, you know, I, I we both predicted Steelers to cover. They lost by 14, like I said. Late score by Buffalo, uh, and then they do a pick six in the end zone. I mean, if they don't throw a pick six in the end zone, it's a completely different game, man. So I, I ain't gonna lie. I mean, I think that you know the Steelers probably hung around a little better than what some people thought. 
And I watched the game a little bit. It, I mean, the Bills didn't just – I mean, it's not like they just dominated them. They're better. Everyone knows they're better than Pittsburgh, you know what I mean? But but I don't know. I feel like – I don't know, man. It, it just – when I watched that game, Buffalo didn't, like – didn't value. Yeah, for them – for them – to, for me to predict that they were going to beat Kansas City, they needed to go in and just bust the hell out of Pittsburgh, and they didn't. And Patrick Mahomes and Mason Rudolph, like, come on, dude. Like, a TJ Wattless yeah. with yeah. Mason Rudolph starting at quarterback. And I've seen a lot of people, because, you know, like there's not really too much to talk about on this game. We knew the Bills were going to win. You know, we'd all be a little bit closer, but it is what it is. Like, nobody was surprised to see the Bills win. But what I do want to talk about is I've seen people – Wanting Mike Tomlin fired. Yeah, they're crazy. The Steelers. Well, so here, here's my standpoint on it. I think he should be fired, but not because of his ability to coach a football team. Okay. One, I think it's kind of like when Andy when Andy Reid got fired, or I don't want to say fired, when he got, you know, when they parted ways with Philadelphia. It was because things were stale and, you know, like like you needed a fresh start. If Tomlin gets fired, that's that's the reason for it. But I also have a second reason for it. This team is in a desperate need of a rebuild, like a complete restart. They're in a desperate need. And the thing is, you're never going to get that top 10, top five picks that you need to get the top-level talent because Mike Tomlin's too good of a coach to lose games. Yeah. He's going to continue winning games he shouldn't win. He's going to continue going 9-8, and 10-7, and 11-6, and six, and then just losing in the first round of the playoffs because the teams, the talent on the team isn't good enough to keep up with the Bills, the Ravens, the, uh, the Chiefs. It's just not there yet, and they're never going to be. You know what I'm saying? Without trading away picks and trading away future, the future and jeopardizing you know the future, the kicking the can down the road like the Saints did, they're never going to be there without moving on from Tomlin. So I do think that if they, I could understand firing him as long as they go in the the, the uh, like the correct direction. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, go out, get you a young coach. Go get you somebody that can kind of help build this team up. Lose all the expectations you have and rebuild, kind of like what the Patriots are going through right now. Rebuild, do it correctly. Then you can actually come back and make a run at it. But I don't think Tomlin should be fired because he's too good of a coach for that. Yeah, You know, like we're talking about Belichick usually part of ways. Is, is it because of Belichick's coaching ability? No. Right. It's because things have gotten stale. It's time to move on, time to rejuvenate, time to refresh. And yeah. I think that's what it will be in Pittsburgh. Like I said, he shouldn't be fired if I'm the Steelers. I'm not doing it because you're not. What's the odds you find in the coach at the level of Mike Tomlin ever? I mean, half of the level, honestly. You know what I mean? So that yeah. that's what I mean when I say people are crazy because some people want him fired because they don't think that he's, his ability to coach is there. They're crazy. I seen somebody call him a loser the other day on yeah, Twitter. He's never lost. Like, what do you mean? He's never had a losing season. So, and I know people are like, well, that's just mediocre. Okay. And how many, and, and what I want to say to people is like, how many times has your team had a losing season and your coach comes back the next year and you're happy? Oh, yeah, bring him back. But you want the Steelers to get rid of Mike Tomlin, a guy that never has a losing season. So I agree. I, I think that, so I think the time is up for Mike Tomlin in Pittsburgh, but not because he's a bad, he's the second best coach in football. No it's, doubt. No I doubt. Have no doubt with that. Right. But it's because, Pittsburgh hasn't done him a service of getting people there. What Pittsburgh, this is my opinion, Pittsburgh done Mike Tomlin wrong when they kept paying Big Ben and didn't draft somebody to move on. Because Big Ben, so the Packers, when a, when a, I mean, and now it looks like they did the right thing by drafting Jordan Love. In the moment, it didn't look right because Aaron Rodgers' ability to play football was still at a very high level. Big Ben had like five bad seasons before he retired. You know what I mean? And the thing is, even if you didn't want 
to move on, you could have drafted a quarterback like the Packers did with Jordan Love, yeah, for sure. like the Packers did back when they had Brett Favre and took Aaron Rodgers, draft yeah. one in the late first round, and then let him develop. Don't wait for big like the entire wheels to fall off the bus with Big Ben. Then let him retire before you get a quarterback. And then you're asking Kenny Pickett, Mason Rudolph, and Mitch Trubisky to do what they can do. Because let's be honest, who could win with them quarterbacks outside of Mike Tomlin? Yeah, yeah, you're not. You're not winning. That's that's my point. He shouldn't be fired because the Steelers do, have done him wrong. And he's kept that organization relevant by himself. The best way to do it is he just needs to say, hey, if they think that the time is up there, then they just need to do what Belichick and them did and say, hey, Mike Tomlin, you know, has agreed to, to leave the team. Or not even agreed. I, I, th- I think that still sounds bad. I think that they should be like, Mike Tomlin wants to leave. We're allowing him to void his contract and go elsewhere because he's earned that. We're right. allowing him to go interview for other places. Yeah. We're allowing this to happen. Yeah, we're we're allowing him to go to Atlanta and get Justin Fields and win the NFC South, and and he'll make the Falcons have nineteen winning seasons in a row because that's what Mike Tomlin does. You know what I mean? Like, so so yeah, I agree with you, man. Uh, hats off to Mike Tomlin, he's the second best coach in football, man. But look, real quick, so we're talking about you know coaches, you know, go interview and all these other stuff. Well, we have a bunch of coach openings. We kind of covered a lot of them last last week. We did see where Harbaugh and Belichick and Brian Johnson all interviewed for the Falcons, and then we seen uh, was it Harbaugh and who else interviewed for the Chargers? Uh, I can't remember. It was somebody else. Oh, uh, and then I also seen uh, Cliff Kingsbury is supposed to interview for the Bears. Right, um, which isn't a bad move considering he's been with USC this past year, and guess who's we're probably going to be number one pick, yeah. Caleb Williams from USC. So right. it kind of makes sense, you know, when we go down that road. But real quick, so I, earlier I said that we would talk about Brian Johnson. I want to talk about Brian Johnson real quick. So Brian Johnson, as we uh, mentioned earlier about how bad that Eagles offense was, Brian Johnson was the play caller all season. Brian Johnson was the offensive coordinator for the Philadelphia Eagles. And then somehow the Atlanta Falcons have a coaching opening, and they hire first they hire our first they interview Bill Belichick. Then they go out and interview Jim Harbaugh. And then they interview Brian Johnson. And when we talk about these three names, somebody doesn't belong in this conversation, right? Absolutely. So I want to talk about something called the Rooney Rule. I know for some people, they they love the thought of this rule. And personally, I like the thought of the rule, but they, it needs changing. Because let's be honest, Brian Johnson was a Rooney Rule interview. Oh, he has God. zero. He, he has if if Harbaugh or Belichick are even somewhat interested in, in taking this job, Johnson has no no like chance of getting this because he's a Rooney Rule interview. And if you don't know what the Rooney Rule is, basically the Rooney Rule is saying, look, when you have a coach opening before you can hire somebody, you have to interview a black coach. You just and to me, it's. I understand the rule, right? Because you have to keep, you know, diversity in. You don't want to just give the job to, you know, all these white people just coming in, taking it. I understand that. Absolutely. And I, I do think that there have been some, you know, black coaches that have had some success. I thought Brian Flores was fantastic in Miami. Yeah. Um, D'Amico Ryan's in Houston. You know, like Mike Tomlin. Like there's plenty of examples of why you should, you know, be looking out and hiring the best candidate, right? I And I know it's easier said than done, and I understand the Rooney rule. I think they need to make some just like some um, adjustments to it. I don't know what the adjustments would be because right now all you're doing with this Rooney rule is you're wasting people's time. 
right? Like, let's be honest. If you have the option between, and this is any team, this isn't just the Falcons. If you have the option between Bill Belichick or Brian Johnson, are you even considering Brian Johnson? No. no. He's being interviewed because of this. So you're wasting his time. You're wasting your time just to fit this, right? I don't understand. I, like, I don't know what the adjustment needs to be, and maybe you do. Maybe you can offer some insight to this. But I don't know what the adjustment is, but the Rooney rule needs to go away or they need to find some way to actually make it worth the people's time. You know what I mean? Like, it's a good it's a good idea. And something like this should be in place, but I don't think the way it is right now is the correct way to go about it because you're wasting people's time. Yeah, man, I, I don't I don't know either because, you know, and, and, and for anyone out there who, you know, whatever their thoughts are, I mean, it, it would be the same as, okay, it would be the same as, like, you know, the Titans need a coach. So the Titans say, okay, our options are Mike Tomlin, Frank Wright, and uh, I'm trying to think of another terrible white coach. Uh, it don't matter. Throw one out there. Uh, Arthur Smith. I would say them two got no chance. Why are we even interviewing? Just hire Mike Tomlin. So yeah. it's not it's not that, you know, anyone – it's not that we're saying – or Adam is saying, hey, you know, Brian Johnson don't deserve a job interview because of who he is or how he looks. It's just like – I'm saying he doesn't deserve a job interview because of the terrible job he did in Philadelphia. Yeah, exactly. But if we flip the roles, those two did not deserve a job interview over Mike Tomlin. Like the job should just be his. You know what I mean? So, like, how, how does the NFL fix it? I don't know because, you know, they do that – I mean, and, and there's different reasons. Minorities, you know, keeping them to have a chance in the NFL and, and making people like Jerry Jones, who would never hire one because he's a piece of crap. You know what I mean? And so that he's the reason that there's rules like that in place. No question, because he's a a piece of crap. He would never hire one because he's just stupid. You know, if Mike Tomlin was was, was available, Jerry Jones probably wouldn't hire him because he's black. Well, he's stick with Mike McCarthy for another 12 seasons. But guess what? Mike Tomlin would probably come win you a Super Bowl, Jerry Jones. So, you know what I mean? It's just, it's, it's stupid. Um, but then again, you know, I, I think then, you know, the rules also in place because sometimes people just get their feelings hurt, man. So, and the thing is, people, I don't think anybody brings this up yeah. about the, the, like, you know, like this rule because, you know, people are afraid that it's going to get them canceled or, you know, like they're going to be seen in a bad light when in reality, I think it's a good idea. Right. I like I understand why it's there. It's the the follow through of the rule doesn't make any sense because what was I think it was Jim Caldwell a couple of seasons ago got interviewed for a job that he had he knew he had zero chance of getting. He it was literally just, hey, how you doing? You're here. Nice to meet you. Here's a care package on the way out. You know, like you obviously have no chance. We're doing this just to meet the guidelines. And it's, it's, it's more of a I seen real quick, I seen Adam Schefter. Tweeted today, the the Chargers interviewed a black coach, mm-hmm. and if you can go back and find this on his Twitter, he said the Chargers have now met the Rooney Rule requirements, which means now they can actually hire a coach that they want because they had like that was the last step was making sure they like you're just wasting time, and I think that's more disrespectful. It's like for the Falcons, for example, I think that's more disrespectful to Brian Johnson to do this interview with him, knowing he don't have a chance of getting this job than it is to just not interview him. Right, yeah. And you know what I mean? Like, sometimes it's like a smack in the face. Like, So it is. I, I agree. Um, it's good. The, the thought of the rule is really good uh, because, like I said, there's owners who would not even interview a guy like Brian Flores, Mike Tomlin, uh, who, you know, are, are – Mike Tomlin, coaches. Like I said, Mike Tomlin's second best coach in football. Not even close. Uh, and if Andy Reid wasn't an NFL coach, then Mike Tomlin would be the best. So – 
they got to figure it out. I don't have the, I don't have the, you know, the, the way they do it because um, I, I don't know. It, it's hard, man. But um, I don't know. Like I said, it's a, it is a waste of, t- of people's time. And especially like a, like a Brian Johnson or, you know, whoever, you know, if they would have called anybody and they say basically, Oh, I, we just need you to interview. So we meet these requirements. That's stupid. I personally would have told them I'm not interviewing. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And real quick, do you know what's been disappointing? Like, the, the, I'm going off topic now because, you know, we're pretty much done with that. I got to rant about it and then about it. I haven't seen Eric Bieniemy interview once. No, not one time. So I wonder if he – I wonder – and I'm glad you brought, said that real quick. I wonder if he believes he'll be the commander's coach. I wonder if that's why. That's my only – that's my only thought. Maybe he's turned down interviews because he's – Maybe the commanders have said we will hire you. We, we want you to be our coach. But if that, if that's the case, then he's hiring. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I also haven't seen them interview anybody either. So what right. you're saying probably makes sense. So yeah, the enemy deserves to be a head coach. He's been passed up for the last few years. And I think seeing the downfall of the Chiefs offense this year has kind of showed that the enemy meant more to that team than what most people thought he did. Yeah, I mean and he he deserves um he deserves a uh, head coaching job. And that so we're kind of we're circling around before before we hop off here. That's common. So like that's why the Rooney rule makes sense and why we believe that it should there should be something because Eric Bieniemy should be a head coach in the NFL. He should have been two like two seasons multiple ago. years ago. So there's no yeah, he, there's no question. I mean Eric Bieniemy's got the chance to become a head coach and become a top 10 head coach in the league immediately. That's how good I think he is, especially offensively. Now, defensive schemes we have no clue because he was an offensive coordinator. They're going to need someone like Jim Schwartz to come right. in. And and people and, and that's why Andy Reid has you know spags because like it you need somebody that's really good on the defense so I don't know I think Eric Bieniemy deserves to be a head coach he'll eventually get a shot and he'll prove that every team that passed on him while they messed up oh yeah oh yeah but with that being said that's all we have for you guys on this episode um real quick we need you guys to start paying attention to our social media pages because we are doing a jersey giveaway it, at least it looks like we are I don't know if you guys remember but. Me and Dalton made a side little bet on one of the shows saying that he took Brock Purdy to win MVP. I took Christian McCaffrey. If I win or if McCaffrey wins, he has he wears jersey of my choice, vice versa. But what we're doing is if neither player wins, we're going to do a get jersey giveaway of the player who does win MVP. So looks like maybe a Lamar Jackson uh, jersey giveaway. Pay attention to the social media. We'll kind of give you details on that. But with that being said, you can follow me on everything, Real AJ4. You can follow Dalton on everything, Dalton King K1. Follow our Facebook page, Cheap Seats, and then follow our TikTok page, the Cheap Seats.podcast, and we're out.